What's up, everyone? My name is Joshua, and welcome to a conversation with Joshua T. Berglund. And today, we have an amazing special guest, Carissa Sherritt. Now, if you've ever known anyone that has a child with disabilities, or you have one yourself, you don't want to miss this. Frankly, if you're a single mom, or you're the sole caregiver for a child, this broadcast will benefit you. Even if you're a family with a disabled child, you're going to want to watch. Or if you've ever, <laughs> if you've ever, and I'm not trying to laugh about children with disabilities, but honestly, there's so many different demographics that this broadcast benefits. Yeah, it's for moms, but honestly, it's for dads too. If And if you've ever been a caregiver for somebody with disabilities, this is for you. I really do appreciate you being here. I appreciate you opening, listening with an open heart. And I appreciate you just being here because I really believe that this is going to have a huge impact on you. What's Thank up, you ladies me. and gentlemen? Welcome to a conversation with Joshua T. Berglund and my very special guest, Carissa Sherritt. Like, share it. Like, I'm sharing it. I am so happy that you told me how to pronounce your last name because I got to tell you, the last four broadcasts, I think I've completely butchered the last names, even after they told me how to say it. So anyway, I'm so excited to have you here today. I shared in my opening that I got to speak to you for a little bit about a couple of weeks ago, and I got to really learn more about what you're up to and really got to understand the heart behind it. And I'm so excited to have you here because I know that what the information you have to share is so important. And I believe it will become more important as the days and months go on. So without further ado, Carissa, can you tell us what you're grateful for today and why? Hey, I'm just so grateful for you and your audience and having me here so that I can share a little bit of my story and hopefully help other families like mine. So thank you. I'm so grateful to be here with you. Well, I'm honored to have you. I would love to know like, where did the vision for Braverly International come from? I have taken a very circuitous route in my life, career-wise. I've always had things that came up that I had to make a choice between this or that. And I always chose family over my career. <laughs> and so as I went through life, I've done a few different things. And when my youngest son was born, I actually came home to be with both my boys. And I thought, well, I'll get back into doing something else once they both get in school. That changed because at three, Liam was diagnosed with autism. And so my entire world changed then again. I think that's one of the biggest changes I've had in my life since maybe going to college as a teenager. Through that process and through the life we've lived for the next 16 years, he's 19 now, I've helped other families. I got into the world of education. I was a special education teacher, a case manager, and I was really trying to find ways to help families like mine to be able to navigate life more successfully, right? So that we can have a empowered life and have the life we know that we were born to have. And through all that, I just came to the point where I was making a difference. I did love working with all the families I did in the way that I did, but I felt like I, would, I kept hitting the edges of this box of public education. And back in 2021, I was still working in school 
And I just really had one of those moments. I had that moment where I could see the thread of my life and all the twists and turns that I took. And I just saw this thread pulled out. And here's how you can really help families. You can take everything you've learned, everything you know from your personal life and from doing this in education, and you can really um, leverage that to help families in the way that your heart wants to. And so that was when Bravely Intentional Life was born. To Bravely Intentional. My yeah. brain saw it as international. Oh my gosh. Inten yeah. Bravely Intentional. That name wakes, makes way more sense. My goodness, I'm sorry. I I literally said your name, the name wrong. There was an opportunity for you to figure out why I named it that. My I my whole life now I base on four keywords. It's courage, intention, connection, and hope. And that is where bravely intentional came from. I like that. That is cool. That, now this name, like it literally makes way more sense. But I did see this as this international community that you're building because the need for what you're doing is truly global. Yes. And anyway, continue. I think this is. Yeah. So that was, like I said, that's how I came up with the name. And so then was born my journey as a parent and caregiver coach. And so again, I take my experiences from the 19 years of my son's life and the 16 years of working and managing and navigating through his journey with special needs, along with the almost decade of work that I did as a teacher, a case manager. And I take everything that I've learned and known. And what I try to do is help families to help some of the extra time that it took me a long time to figure things out because there wasn't help for me. I had to just do everything by trial and error and see if this worked and that worked. Nowadays, there's a lot more help and guidance for families on sure. how to help your children, right? What do I do if my son or daughter um, has a disability? Where do I get help? What kind of help do I need to get them? But my true passion is helping the primary caregivers and the moms, right? We haven't been given the tools to take care of ourselves. We're so focused on how to help our family and especially how to help our kids that need that extra help, right? And in the meantime, we're leaving ourselves behind and we're waking up one day, like I did at 40 and going, who am I? What am I doing? Where's the person that I knew? Where did she go? And what is my purpose? And my heart, Joshua, is to help families to strengthen that foundation of the family and moms are often the glue we call them of our families and i feel like if i can help reach the mothers and help them learn how to better take care of themselves how to plan for the future how to live in connection and how to have hope they're going to be able to pass that along to the people in their family and they're going to be able to fulfill that mission that they have to their they say it takes a village to raise a child or at least that was the mindset before and i while i believe that's true when you have a child with special needs it really does take a village however as you said it's typically the moms that become the primary caregiver because dad's at work especially in that scenario where you do have some, a child with some type of disability I worked in healthcare for 18 years, as I told you before, before getting into what I do now. 
And I got to see firsthand what it was like for families as they find out their child has cerebral palsy or is going to need a wheelchair. I didn't, the only really the taste of autism I got to see is from dating a girl for three years whose son was autistic. Even that took a village, but yet mom was the primary caregiver. And one of the things that I experienced that I'd like to ask you about is guilt, not my guilt, but the mom's guilt from the child having autism. The woman I dated for three years suffered tremendous guilt and suffered tremendous coping skills because of all that was thrown onto her plate with having a child with autism. And it was really hard to watch that. Can you talk about that with your own experience? Like when you first find out your child had was autistic, did you experience guilt or shame or did you go through any of those emotions? I think you just wonder, was there something I missed? There's something I could have done. Was there something that I didn't do well enough? And it's really great that you bring that up because that is actually one of the modules in the program that I wrote. It's talking about confronting your inner critic. And the concept is that we each do the best we can with what we know and what we have and the skills we have in that moment. And we have to give ourselves grace later on when we figure out there's a better way than do better. Yeah. But don't sit in that. It's a form of grief. Don't sit in that grief and shame because that doesn't move you forward. And so one of the things I talk about is that we believe the lie that we can ruin our child's life. That's what we're afraid of. We have a fear of ruining our child's life. And the truth is that there aren't very many things that we can do that are gonna completely ruin our child's life. Like any other child, we have to learn how to help them. We have to learn how to best encourage their growth and their independence. But there's not very many things, Joshua, that we can do in life that's gonna completely ruin our child's life. They're very resilient. They're able to learn at, almost, at any age. They really are. They're able to learn at any age. And we just have to adjust our expectations to seeing what are their strengths? What are their needs? How can I help them build on their strengths while also helping them fill the gap on their needs? And so if you're a mom out there that is feeling that guilt or that shame, I really want you to think about, did you do the best you could with what you knew and what you had? And if you did, give yourself great and just move forward. And remember that the decisions that you make going forward, you're making the best choices you know how to right now and that your kids and your young adults and your older adults, they're very resilient and they're gonna make it. There's not much you can do. There are a few things people can do, but there's not much you can do to completely ruin your child's life. One of the things that I hear a lot is people talk about, and this is across the board, moms, dads, even single people. Ah, there's just not enough hours in the day. And especially with the, say, a single mom. Because one of the things that I also got to witness was a lot of single parent homes and typically of a single mom because dad bailed when they found out the child had cerebral palsy or it was a spinal cord injury or some other condition. And like this, the family broke apart because for whatever reason, there could be all kinds of reasons. So here you are, you have the single parent who is doing everything they can to, if they are on state benefits of any kind, it's usually not enough to really support 
the family. So time becomes this issue that people have. So what do you say to the people that, you know, cause you offer, you have this amazing course that is so thorough. I actually checked it out and I'm like, this is very thorough. And the cool thing about it is it really fits into all parts of life. It's, I know who you're targeting for, but this is, would be a great course for anyone to take, but courses take time and they take attention and you need to focus. What do you say to the people out there that are struggling with time or they don't think they have time that, you know, that about your course and how it can benefit them? Like how, what do you say to people that just complain about not having time when it comes to working with someone like yourself? Yeah. So I think the first thing to think about is you're not working with me. You are, but that's not what your goal is. Your goal is to invest in yourself. And what is your commitment to yourself? And if you're not investing any time into yourself, how are you going to make it through the long term? Because when you're raising any child, but especially when you're raising someone that has extra needs or a disability, this is a lifelong journey. And you have to be prepared for the long game. And so are you prepared for that long game? And what are you going to do to get there? And how are you going to invest? Because let me tell you, on the backside, I just recently had a friend who kind of fits some of the what you're talking about. She's a single mom. She has a son that has very high needs and can't be unsupervised. And she ended up having a heart condition and being taken to the hospital in an ambulance. Okay, so what do you do then when you don't, you don't have, what are you going to do? What are you going to do if you're leaving this person behind that doesn't have any other support system? And he or she is going to go into now the state system. And she's she's 40 something years old. She's not 80. So what is going to be left if you don't invest now? And it's not a scare tactic. It's just reality. It, it is and reality. I, I think about that all the time with my son. Like, I'm not going to live forever. And I realize that, but I need to take care of myself so that I can fulfill my mission to him and my other son and to the other people that I love. And if I don't do that a little bit every day, if I don't make that commitment, I'm going to have other issues on the back end, whether it's health issues that then create financial issues. I don't know if people know what it costs to go to an emergency room these days or to ride in an ambulance these days, but the cost of time and money for that is so much greater than the investment that you can make in yourself a little bit every day. And that's part of what, in my course, it is self-paced and it is broken out down into chunks for daily out of, for five days out of seven every week so that you can manage your time, right? And it's not like this long engaging thing you have to do every day. It's a little bit of chunk every day. And if you for instance, have a day where it's just really challenging, you can maybe do part of it or put it off for a different day during the week. But the point is that if you want to have better outcomes, you've got to invest in yourself. There, there's no way around that. You yeah. can't have a healthier body without investing in what that requires. You can't have a healthier mind without investing what that requires. And for you to fulfill your mission, and that's a big thing for us moms. For us to do that, we've got to have somewhere to pull from. That's right. So one, 
one of the things, Joshua, I love to tell people is that when Liam was first diagnosed, I got this journey as a sprint. I was told early intervention is going to just really make a big difference. <laughs> and down the road, you're just, it was like life is going to be normal, whatever that is. And so I like just took myself to the max for the first three years. Like I didn't have anything left by the time that he actually went to school and I was just exhausted. And when that happened, yes, he grew and learned, but there was no, it was no magic pill and there was more work to be done. And so people have said, well, then it's more like a marathon. And I'm like, it's actually <laughs> not like a marathon either. It, how I relate life with my son, Liam, and for any parent that's raising a child that has extra needs or disabilities, is that it's like a track meet. You're going to need some of the same skills through the different events that you're going to go through in life because you're going to have different phases that you go through. And you have to be prepared to go through every phase and to make it through the end of the track meet. You can't show up at the track meet, do the sprint, and then go, I'm done, I'm going home. No, you have to be ready for the high jump and the disc throw and all these different, the triple jump, all the different events that come with the track meet, that's like our life. And if you don't have the mindset of, I'm going to do this, but I know later on there's going to be a different type of challenge and I need to be prepared for that as well. So some of the same skills and some of the same types of challenges I face now with Liam at 19 as I did with three, but they're not exactly the same. They've evolved over time. And if I thought that everything I did between three and six was going to solve what he's challenged with at 19, yeah, I I would be just, a, I don't know what I'd do with myself now because I'd be freaking out. So that's what I encourage moms to do is to really think about the long game, right? That this is a track meet. How do I prepare for that track meet? And to do that, I need to train for my own self. I don't want to lose myself in the midst of caring for this person. And I also, another big thing is not leaving your family behind. That means the other kids that you have in your family, your significant other, the people that are in your extended family, no one can be left behind. We can't just focus on one person and then wake up one day and hope that all that we did has worked and nothing else has been affected. We have to plan how to get through that. I, I love that you're saying all of this. It's reminding me the conversations that we have with our girls when my wife goes to the gym, like I'll stay back and I'll, I'll watch them and then we take turns when the girls are here. And they are, especially when we just have them for the weekend because they go to school in a different place. But nonetheless, they don't like it when she leaves to go to the gym because they want all the time they can get with her. And even when we have them for long stretches of time, they like, they fight her going to the gym. And the conversation that we've been having for the last, I don't know, it's been six months, I think, of steady this conversation nonstop. But what we're learning is that yeah, it's taken some time for them to understand the need for self-care, the need for her to go to the gym, for to pr practice yoga, to do those things. But the cool part is, once they started to get it, then they wanted to start doing it for themselves. Yes. And so by as a parent, I would imagine, and I would like for you to comment on this, being able to have that conversation, okay, mommy's got to go to the gym now, mommy's got to go, even if it's get your nails done or get a massage or whatever it is that people do for self-care. To have that conversation 
Like eventually what you're doing is you're teaching them the importance of them taking care of themselves in practicing self-care. Have you experienced the same thing? Yeah, so I've experienced it in reverse. Yes, I do that with my boys and I, that now has become a part of my life. But obviously there was a point where it wasn't because I wouldn't have woken up one day exhausted, worn out, not knowing who I was if I would have been doing that the whole time that they were small. But as I look back, Joshua, I saw that same example with my mother. My mother did not take care of herself the way she needed to because she was taking care of all of us. That's what she taught me. And to your point, we teach our children by how we live life, how to live their life. And that is why it's so important, like I said, to reach these mothers, the glue in our families so that they can influence us and teach us better strategies, better habits, better ways of living. Because because my mom loved us so much, she did so much for us, but she didn't do any do enough for herself. It's not she didn't do anything, but she didn't do enough for herself. And so she ended up having health problems that led to her dying early. I lost my mom at 21. Oh my gosh. It was just devastating. My youngest brother was 11 when we lost my mom. And so not having her in my life as an adult has been really hard. And I think about what if she would have done more to make sure she managed her health concerns and got in a better place And I think about that a lot, especially when I got to the age she was when I lost her. This is how old my my mom was when I lost her. And I don't want my boys to go through that same thing. So yes, to your point, we teach our kids how to treat each other and themselves and how to encourage other people to live a healthier life when we lead by example. And that's anything in life. But when we lead by example... And we teach our children, they have a much better chance of learning those good habits. And so as you're taking care of yourself, you're also impacting your entire family. That's, and you're right, because it could be anything. It could be the way that you eat. We stopped eating meat. We didn't make a big deal out of it. We didn't go, hey, kids, we're not eating meat. And here's why. And we didn't do any of that. We just, we never even brought it up in conversation. And we've stopped about three weeks ago. And gradually, they've started eating more vegetables on their own, not eating meat. They're watching and being more mindful of what they eat because Jessica and I sit there and look at every single ingredient and everything. And if we can't pronounce it, we look it up. Or if there's a color and a number after it, we're like, nope, not eating that. So, and then, but we have those conversations and then we started to eliminate those things out of our own diet. Not that we ate bad anyway. But just being more mindful of that. And it's been amazing to watch without saying a word, they just gravitated towards it because they emulate what they respect and look up to. And there's a lot of power in that. So I like that you're doing this. And it's also confirmation for us because sometimes we feel like we're pretty freaking weird. Like we don't lie to our kids. They ask us about Santa Claus. We told them the truth. We are honest about anything that they ask us. We don't go out of our ways to disrupt their reality, but we tell them the truth. And then also they learn things for themselves when they follow in the path of their family. So I think this is so exciting. And I really, what I told you before, when we spoke the first time was that I think what you're doing and what you're teaching carries over into all aspects of life and business and relationships and so much more. Let me ask you this. What has been 
out of all the people that have taken this course and the people that have been working with you, I know you said they're not working with you directly, but what would you say the biggest surprise from your own course has been as far as the feedback from the people that are taking it? Like what surprised you? Just to clarify that when you do my course, it is an interactive course. So you do get to work with me as well, but it is also self-paced. So there's parts of it that you do on your own. And then we get together and in small groups and also individually to help you to move forward, right? You need that support. You need accountability to help you to stay on track. And so that's the first thing. I think out of the people that I've been working with and the feedback they've given me is, wow, especially a couple of the older moms that have taken the course, they're like, I really wish that I would have had a lot of this younger. I could have circumvented so many things that were painful hard, despairing, if I would have just had some direction. And that was really, it wasn't so much a surprise, but just a really big confirmation that we have similar paths when we go through this. And there's people out there just that think just like you. And so you're not alone. Some of those thoughts that you have that you think, oh, no, no one's going to understand <laughs> that one. We understand we're an army of moms who understand, and I'm going to understand because I've not walked in your exact shoes, but I've walked in the path of raising a child that is has a disability and extra needs and is going to need supervision and care and love and direction his entire life. And so you're not alone. And I just love when moms go through the program and it it just gives them a foundation to to move forward. They feel like they've been set free to live life again. Like they don't have to live in this stuck place. And so that's really, I want to empower families to go from being fearful and frozen to being able to have that empowered life that they have from being stuck to unstoppable. That's been the most amazing part of working with families is watching them break free of being stuck. Yeah. And also too, if a mom is less stressed out, like the thing that I, what I've learned in with my relationship with Jessica, who you've met yeah. is when she's happy, when she's at peace, her intuition is on fire. And when you're, you have a wife, like as a man, I guess I'm speaking to the men out there. It's amazing how much more the gift, the women get to operate in their gifting. And when a woman's operating in her gifting, it's beneficial for the whole family. Like I, I'm often surprised sometimes that women are not, we're not ordained the leaders of the family. Like I, at least, cause when I grew up, it was all, it's everything's men centric, right? Think about our household and how it runs. Like, yeah, I'm the man of the house, but we wouldn't operate business-wise as a family or anything if it wasn't for Jessica she's the she's like the mastermind of all of it right and and but that big part of that why we function so well and why we thrive as a family is because she's able to operate in her gifting because she's not a stress ball most of the time right. so there's something about this self-care like men out there watching encourage your wife to take this course whether you have a child with disabilities or not because it only makes the whole family better when the woman is cared for and secure and feels safe and is competent and is not stressed out and has all of the tools to be able to handle life as it comes at us. Because 
some of the things that get thrown at us, especially recently, there's more health issues now than I think that's ever existed in my lifetime. There's more weird curveballs and weird dynamics from around the world that are happening. So like this to me is a family course, not just a mom's course. And, uh, and everything I've learned about it, not just from what you've said, but I saw my own, I see this being valuable for anyone. Now you said some profound things there. And let me tell you, if you are a husband partner out there that has someone in your life that really needs to do a better job of self-care and taking care of herself, and you haven't taken the lead on that by encouraging her, making it possible, let me tell you, your life is going to be exponentially better if you do. And I can uh, second it from a man's wife. perspective. You're going to have that wife that is excited to see you, that has the energy to do the things that were so fun for you. And even when you have someone in your family or more than one someone in your family that needs extra care, you can still have an amazing, fabulous, fun life and have a great partnership, but you need to help invest in your partner. There is so many things that your wife or significant other do on a daily basis that you may not even understand. There's so much emotional energy tied up in taking care of the family that is hard to understand and you need to help feed into them. So yes, I would encourage you. My husband has done that. And actually right now he's going through a, through my six week mental fitness boot camp with me, because I do have that available for anyone who's 15 and above in the family. And that's part of the way he not only supporting me, but learning about the things that are in my world so that he can support me better. And it's actually benefiting him and it's giving us points to meet and talk on. Mm. And let me tell you, that's been amazing because right now he works from in a different state and comes home just a couple times a month because he's on a specific contract. And so I'm here by myself pretty much taking care of the home, taking care of Liam's schedule, taking care of my business. And if he wasn't inputting into me, it would be a lot harder for me to be excited and refreshed for the times he is home. Dads, husbands, fathers, invest. And boyfriends at this point. Boyfriends, <laughs> invest, invest in the woman that you love so that she can have what she needs to blossom and affect the whole family. And you're going to, you're going to love the results because that woman that you fell in love with, she's going to have what she needs in order to be the person that uh, you love so much and that inputs into your life. And that is your greatest partner, your greatest, your greatest cheerleader. Do that by being hers first. Encourage her, invest in her, find a way whether it's through me or through another means, make the time, make the effort, put the investment in financially to help make sure, because let me tell you, like I said earlier, Joshua, the flip side of the financial repercussions of not taking care of yourself are way greater. Yeah, no, there's- Way greater. Yeah. My there's dad no was doubt. in debt for years after my mother's health concerns and then passing away. He was in debt for years paying for- all of the care that she had to have before she passed away. And th I think now back, because I grew up very poor. We were a very poor family. My dad was a missionary. We didn't have a lot of money. And so money was tight. They didn't have health insurance at the time. 
And I think, yeah, I understand as a parent and having been through some very difficult financial times in my adult life, that it's difficult. But the flip side is way worse. I think now, if I were to ask my dad now, if you could have made a different choice, would you have? He would say yes. Because on the flip side, paying for all this on the back end and losing my mom was not worth it. Yeah. So invest now. I agree with that 100%. 100%. Carissa, please plug your website where people can follow you. And you, the floor is yours. That's the, you say anything that you feel like saying. Awesome. So my website is www.bravelyintentionallife.com. I know that's a little long, but just think of being bravely intentional, right? You're having courage and intention. And you can also follow me at Bravely Intentional Life with Carissa on Facebook if you want to find that. Right now, I the two main things that I have available, I have several free gifts on my website. So all you have to do is go to the website, fill out a 30 second little thing that is your name, your email address, and you'll be able to download. I have three different resources that are just completely free for you right now. So you can do that. But the two main things that I focus on right now are my Empowered Mom Blueprint. That's a 16 week program that you can engage at various levels. So talk to me. Sometimes people want to do it just a just a phase at a time. There's obviously four phases to it, courage, intention, connection, and hope. So there's options, right? There's options if you're not sure you want to do it and you want to check it out. That's my flagship program that really helps moms build an amazing foundation for them to lead an empowered life and to lead their family to empowered living. And then I also, like I mentioned, have a six-week mental fitness boot camp. And it builds the three core mental muscles that boost your production and performance. It improves your well-being and it strengthens relationships. And who doesn't want those things? Very easy app-based program to go through with me. Like I said, it's available for any member of the family who's 15 and up. It really helps you to Focus on self-care through mental fitness. Once you have your mind in a good place, you're able to work on the other things that are challenging you. And so if you're not sure about this, that, or another thing, and you just want a taste of what working with me is, that six-week boot camp is a great opportunity to do that. And you'll have access to the app that comes with it for a year and all of the stuff that goes with it. And it is, it's changing lives. It's changed my life. So I'm doing that boot camp through positive intelligence. It is, there's so much science behind the brain and accessing different parts of the brain. And let me tell you, Joshua, for I have lived with anxiety and stress when I look back all the way to 11 years old. Mm. At 11 years old, I started living with anxiety and stress from different things. And over the last 10 to 12 years, I've really gained some good tools and some great tools to manage that. And some of those tools I share in my Empowered Mom Blueprint. But let me tell you, when I went through the Positive Intelligence Bootcamp myself and learned some of these key concepts for a core operating system of just working on three mental muscles, not the 20 steps to this, not the 27 habits to this, three core mental muscles that I've worked on. Joshua, for the first time since I've been 11 years old, I'm starting to feel 
the anxiety and stress actually dissipate. I'm not just managing it. Mm. I'm learning to let it go because I've learned where it's coming from and I've learned how to redirect it. And it's been so freeing for me. So those are the things that I've got going on my website. Like I said, you can follow me on Facebook as well. And I'm on LinkedIn if you're a LinkedIn person. So yeah, go find me. I'd love to connect with you. If you just have questions and you just want to talk, I do have 30-minute complimentary transformation sessions where we can just talk about what's going on with you and if there's a way that I can help you. Love it. Carissa, God bless you. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And thanks to your audience for having me today. Seriously. Have a great rest of your day.